Hi there, my name is Pete and this is Social Distancer. It's a Sunday and we went to Dartmoor and the weirdest thing happened. I'm just going to really quickly tell you about it because I'm absolutely uh, telling myself, get it under 10 minutes. Right, so go to Dartmoor, very busy, going to walk, weirdest thing happened. We're walking up the thing, there's no one around on Dartmoor obviously and there's this little rock, I don't know if it's a tour, maybe it's a tour, maybe it isn't a tour, I don't know, it's quite, nothing special about this rock. I mean I love the rock, you know, I don't mean to (laughs) slag the rock off, but the rock isn't really the main thing of the story. Sitting on the rock, I mean I fucking couldn't believe it, like, has he not learned his fucking lesson? We could not believe we saw Dominic Cummings sitting on the rock in the middle of Dartmoor. It's like, what the fuck? Does he not fucking ever learn? How come? And he was, ah, uh, sat cross-legged. He had these funny kind of white trousers on and a white, uh, well, what would you call it? Like a shirt, a bit like the um, press conference shirt, actually. His press conference shirt. Maybe it was the same shirt. And it was definitely him, you know, but he wasn't saying anything. He was just like sat there cross-legged with his eyes closed. Um, Probably does yoga, actually. Although he probably doesn't want people to know he does yoga. You know, it's probably not his, not part of his kind of bag. You know what I mean? His, his, um, like his, the, the way that he wants to present himself to the public, to all those Northern voters who voted specifically for him. Um, and it, but you know, good posture, beautiful posture, beautiful posture. So he's there, and I'm still like, what the fuck? Is I can't believe. It. And obviously, of course, we don't get too close. You know, I mean, the whole idea of going to Dartmoor in the first place is not getting close to psychos like him. Do you know what I mean? But we were dumbfounded, as you can imagine. And then the weirdest thing happened. He didn't open his eyes, but you could. You knew that he knew that we were there, that something inside him shifted slightly. And just, I don't even know if he, anything changed, but you just knew that he knew we were there. And then, it was quite extraordinary, he opened his mouth. He started singing. And he started singing this song. He started singing. Can you see the opposition? Comes rising up sometime And it's dreadful imposition Comes blackening my mind And then I see the darkness 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 Did you know how much I love you? Cause I hope that somehow you Can save me from the darkness And with that he stands up Doesn't open his eyes Turns around thinking 
How can it be that he's in the middle of Dartmoor and nobody knows that he's here? So the big news today is the government has changed the advice for those that are shielding. There's 2.2 million uh, people in Britain shielding. And basically that, up until, well, tomorrow, has been stay at home, get other people to do everything for you in terms of food, medication, but don't go out and um, exercise and obviously don't go to work, but just stay at home. You need to be shielded. You need to be away from the coronavirus. The coronavirus. And at the start of this pandemic, the uh, chances of being infected was one in 40. Now it's one in a thousand and there's a chance of meeting somebody with coronavirus uh, is now between one in 400 or 500. One in 400 to 500. So you could say, okay, well, then that's, 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 you know, possible. Obviously it's positive that it seems to be going in the right direction. There are still 8,000 infections uh, a day, according to the ONS figures, the latest ONS figures. Of course, that's based on, you know, not enough data and it's probably, you know, not exactly up to date. But, you know, obviously, you know, one in 40 is much, much worse than one in a thousand. And although I don't want to meet anyone with coronavirus, I... If I don't get it, then it doesn't really matter, you know. So, and of course, in my household, where we do have my uh, partner's sister is shielding. She does have a shielding letter because of complex medical needs. We have decided to be go to go to Dartmoor for the last, well, probably last month now, last four weeks or so, maybe even a bit longer than that. Um... And things have changed in terms of the busyness of Dartmoor, but, you know, you were there today, had that extraordinary experience that I just laid out for you. Um, But it was quiet, you know, it's always quiet on the moor. It's quiet on the moor. And there are, you know, legitimate medical reasons why we need to get uh, people exercising in this household. And also I've got a three-year-old son who's essentially like a kind of scrappy dog. You know, so he needs to, you know, he's a three-year-old boy, you know what I mean? So he needs to run around and it's fantastic that he is just like living on the edge of Dartmoor, you know. And of course, it's all very, I mean, as you can imagine, we're, well, you know how, how vigilant we are, yeah. And, you know, the care home know that we're going to Dartmoor. And, um, you know, everyone that's important in my uh, partner and my partner's sister's life are kind of happy with, with that decision that we've made. So I can understand why, you know, it's, it's good advice, I would say. It's good advice. Um, at the same time, the way that this advice has been... And it is only advice. Jenny Harries, I was really impressed with her. I've been 
you know, downbeat on her a lot on this podcast. But she was really good and really clear um, on in the briefing today. And she said, this is advice. You have to kind of think for yourselves in terms of your own, you know, managing risks, you know, for that shielding group. And there's some people who are not going to go out because they are terrified. And, you know, I understand that, she said. And then there are other people on the other side of it who are coming towards the end of their life. You know, if you've got a couple of months to live, you're obviously like, you couldn't give a fuck about coronavirus. Do you know what I mean? I mean, not that you couldn't give a fuck, but you're dying, you know. So, um, you know, you probably think, well, I, I actually just want to do what I want to do. And if anybody stops me, and that's been in the uh, guidance all along, you know, that, for instance, even during lockdown, if you're at the end of your life and you decide to go to, I don't know, like the place you were born or whatever, then no, you know, um, police officer having pulled you over will argue with you if you say, you know what, Cummings should have made that fucking excuse. I'm dying, man. I need to get to Durham. So anyway, it's good advice, but the way that it's been delivered is a fucking scandal. Hattie Mancock, he gives the story to the Sunday Telegraph, right? The Sunday Telegraph. The Sunday Telegraph, splash it, 9pm, makes their headline, 9pm last night, makes their headline. The It's announced on the 10 o'clock news on the BBC, like, you know, realising the Sunday Telegraph have got this story, you know? And you think, hold on a minute, this is a quite a shift in policy for 2.2 million people. The most vulnerable people, vulnerable to dying of coronavirus, coronavirus. Have you noticed I'm calling it coronavirus tonight and not COVID-19? Well, you know, it's a Sunday. I like to shake things up. And, um, you know, th- what the fuck is going on? It's like a little morsel for your friends at the Sunday Telegraph. Extraordinary. And Matty Hancock, you know, he's like tweets about it. There's no evidence like uh, put up to explain it. There's no reason on earth that's been given for them justifying announcing it via a newspaper. Matty Hancock in the tweet saying, oh yeah, this is, this is happening as well. He actually links to the fucking Sunday Telegraph Newspaper article. What the fuck? Like, this is the fucking the Department of Health chief. The Secretary of State, no less, for health. You know? Linking to a fucking newspaper article about it. Incredible. And only now, because I looked this morning, I thought, where the fuck is the guidance? I'm not interested in reading about it in the papers. I want the actual government guidance, the new advice, the updated advice. I looked in the morning, it wasn't there. It was put up about uh, seven hours ago. Okay, fantastic. Mid-afternoon, some fucker gets it together. Oh yeah, maybe it's a good idea to actually make this official, you know? And within that, they've given the data that I gave you about the risk has gone up or gone down to one in a thousand rather than one in 40, which is obviously great. But there's nothing beyond that, you know? There's no actual anything you can read about it. There's nothing, you know, it's just that. It's literally just a sentence. And the rest of it is just a PR campaign. The government says this. 
Oh, fucking Boris says, well done. Hattie Mancock says, well done. The community secretary, John Rubbery Jenrek, says, oh, well done for being, you know, very susceptible to dying at COVID-19. And on the day that we've said that school children can go back, although I think a lot of them aren't going to go back, and a lot of schools are, like, you know, necessarily being very cautious about it, uh, on the day that fucking horse racing is starting, markets are opening, uh, car showrooms, I mean, what the hell? All this stuff is happening. Um, great. The, the people that are most vulnerable to it have been told for the first time by the government that they can leave the house once a day for, uh, you know, to kind of get out for a walk, for exercise or whatever. So, you know, I, I can understand, I mean, totally, especially if you've been on your own, you know, um, you must be itching to leave the fucking house. Do you know what I mean? Imagine that, like being locked down for 10 weeks or longer than 10 weeks. Oh, no, I think, no, 10 weeks, 10 weeks. Because we started it when they, just before, actually, the kind of lockdown began for the vulnerable group. Um, but, yeah, so I totally understand where they're coming from. But the way that they've done this is just another... It's just grotesque. It is absolutely grotesque. And they didn't even have the sense to tell GPs that this was going to happen. I mean, how insane is that? What is this, like, ad hoc, like, bullshit, do whatever you like? Don't even think of telling GPs that your most vulnerable patients who have been shielding for 10 weeks are now going to be going out, you know, probably every day, most of them, you know? It's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable, and it's criminal behaviour, you know, because there will be a second peak. We all know it will be a second peak. Anyway, listen, we will leave it there because I'm over the 10 minutes and I apologise. I apologise. And you have a lovely week, yeah? Wear the mask, do the thing, do the thing. Very careful, please be careful. And thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And goodbye.